Troops, here we are, another Eagle podcast. We're flying. This year is absolutely flying by uh, March. And uh, we've got another awesome guest. We've got Lucy from Ride Property. Lucy, how are you doing? Hi, I'm really well. How are you? I'm very well. How's <laughs> life? How's things? Life is good. Uh, firstly, thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's an honour and a privilege. Thank you very much for asking me. Uh, but yeah, life's really good. It's busy, it's hectic. Um, it's just how I like it. Well, uh, yeah, look, uh, I, I saw you um, tagged in a post of a friend of mine. Uh, we'll just do the name drop straight away, uh, Mr. Paul Million. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, who's this then? And I sort of checked out your profile, uh, checked out your Instagram, and, and I thought, ah, a, a young property developer um, <laughs> making, making waves. Um, I'm going to have to see if she'd like to come on the podcast. So, you know, thanks very much for being open to do the show. So let's just dive straight into it. Um, why have you got into property? Uh, okay, so um, I'll I'll take it back. Uh, yep. So I'm me and my partner Steph, uh, business partner and partner of life, my wife. And um, yep. we uh, both serve in the military. We have done for quite a while. I'm kind of coming towards the end of my career now. Yeah. Um, I've I haven't got that long left. Uh, Steph's done about ten years, mm-hmm. and she was deployed uh, last year to the Far East on a ship for like ten months. Right. Uh, I'd had some, some pretty nasty shoulder surgery after a pretty gnarly snowboard accident. Um, yeah. So we were both um, twiddling our thumbs, Steph on a ship in the middle of the ocean, and I was sat at home going mental. Uh, and we just <laughs> started getting into um, audio books, like listening to some property books, yeah. taking, a, taking a bit of an interest um, of, of something that we could potentially do that it could, uh, could, we could grow together um, yeah. outside, outside of the military. Um, which yeah it started off as just reading a couple of pages here and there and and it, it grabbed us pretty quick to be honest um, wow yeah it was uh it opened our eyes up massively to the opportunities that are out there um and I think just that kind of entrepreneurial mindset which if I'm completely honest I don't really think was ever there initially for me wow. uh, growing up growing up as a kid like being in the military I've kind of been in that institution you know I've probably institutionalized myself <laughs> Um, but yeah, like kind of entrepreneurial mindset of, you know, being able to go out there and, you know, the sky's the limit, anything is possible if you've got the output, if you've got the drive and determination um, and property just seem like a really good way to do it. I find now, um, I myself is a, I'm a part of Veteran Own UK, which is run by a bloke called Scott Johnson. Um, and it's a great organisation. Obviously, it's full of um, RAF, Army, Navy, Royal Marines. Um, and the stuff coming out of the military now, the, the guys and girls coming out and, and entrepreneurial-wise, it's exciting. Uh, I'm waiting to see who's going to be, in the next sort of five to ten years, they will be a stellar ex-military person who's at the top yeah. of the tree. That, yeah. is, that isn't just hearsay, that is definitely going to happen because I feel like, it, and it was sort of said to me in my military career, there's chiefs and there's Indians, and some people are good at following orders and some people yeah. are very good at giving them. And I feel like if you've been good at giving orders, it's very hard to then come back into a civilian world and, and take orders, especially yeah. when you think I'm a lot better than this guy, guy or girl yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I'm taking orders. Um, so have you already got a foot on the property market as in uh, you've already bought somewhere or you're doing somewhere up or is it like a potential project? 
Um, so yeah, we, we've got we've got a small uh, portfolio at the minute. Uh, we had a couple of houses that we bought. Uh, so we had our kind of primary residence that we'd had in the military anyway. Uh, yeah. That was kind of just in the middle of the country. So <laughs> neither one of us had a massive commute wherever we were posted. Kind of yeah. typical for, for most military couples. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then became the accidental landlord. Both got posted away, so I ended up renting it out. Um, yeah. Uh, and then from there, like you know, with a bit of education in the background, thought actually this is something that we can uh, we can capitalise on here. Um, yeah. For lots of different reasons. Um, so yeah, so we've got a house up in in Bista in the middle of the country. Uh, yeah. And then since we both moved down to Plymouth, we started like yeah, just kind of building a portfolio really. So we've got a couple of just single buy to lets, um, which are, are really quite easy to run, uh, yeah. low hassle, low maintenance. Uh, and then we just started looking into more creative strategies. Um, of how we, you know, you can use property to, you know, you don't necessarily need loads of cash to, to own property or to certainly yeah. control it to, to get cash flow um, to go forward and, and buy more and scale up like lots quicker than you would the more traditional way, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's sort of interesting. And, and would you say that's um, a way a lot of people are going in, in the forces community? Like, did, did they see property as this sort of, that's the way I'm going to go sort of strategy or is it, do you find you and your partner are the only ones doing it who you know? Oh, no, no, there's, there's loads of people in the military doing it and I think because it's, it's something that, you know, you can, you can build on in the, in the background. So yeah. I think, I think if long, as long as you've got like an hour or two, you know, a day to be able to put towards your property business along the backside of, you know, your normal eight to five, eight to six job, yeah. There's no reason why you can't build a portfolio as long as you've got the right education behind you, as long as you've yeah. got the right people around you supporting the network. Um, and just, just the discipline of showing up every day, I guess. Just Like I said, an hour, two hours tops a day is all you need in the background to, to, to create something pretty special. And do you have a, a an ideal sort of tenant or... In a, a bister, I take it must be something to do. Are you renting to like a, the MOD or a, a military family? Because obviously, bister is a heavily MOD sort of area. Or what's your ideal candidate? Uh, so, I mean, in bister, that you know, that's just a family home. So we just okay. have a family living there. So they're they're really happy. Uh, but the house is in a really good area. It's opposite the outlet centre in bister. For those that know it. Um, yeah. So you know, in terms of long term rental, there's never going to be any issue renting that out. Yeah. Um, so, so that's just kind of taking care of itself. It's, nice. It's, it's, it's gaining capital, um, you know, all the time just because it's in a pretty nice area, um, yeah. and and we don't need to worry about that one. So, um, yeah, in terms of of of, of the house in Bristol, that's kind of again we got it to we bought the right house. It's in yeah. a good rental area, and it's just looking after itself really. It pays the bills. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, with you and your partner being um, in the in the navy. Has there ever sort of been an issue where you've both been aware and there's been an issue with the house and you can't get the answer to the tenant? And how do you do, how do you manage that? How's the time management taken care of? Uh, I mean, I think the the places that we've got in Plymouth, so that's kind of where we're really building our business now, right. down in down in Devon. So that's nice. where we've got um, a couple of properties now on the go. But you know, something that we pride ourselves in is this kind of. I don't know, having that like community feel with our tenants when they yeah. move into our houses, you know, the WhatsApp group. So there's always one of us available to, you ah. know, square away any issues. Um, we try to cut out like, the middleman or woman of the letting agent um, and we, we kind of do it ourselves. Ah, so we, right, manage, okay. we manage that ourselves. Um, and again, like anything, 
outsource we can outsource things um if it gets too much you know we've got a really good team around us handymen builders yeah maintenance stuff like that and i think you know with property that's that's definitely one of the main things is just getting a team around you of you know experts really in fields that you don't necessarily know you know everything about which we certainly Mm. don't on that um your network is your net worth so have you both branched out into the civilian sector to network and really build a, a great civilian network of, of contractors. Oh, massively, yeah, huge, yeah. huge. So we, we we're part of a, you know, we we're part of a couple of property groups on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I'd say the one where we're really starting to build the network from is is Blue Oak. So it's a, a Blue Oak uh, property community which is on Facebook. Uh, there's loads of military people in there. There's loads of civilians in there. You know, mm-hmm. a spectrum of experience across the property sector. Um, yeah. And uh, the, amount, the amount of expertise that we've been able to tap into just through that group has been unreal. Yeah. And then, you know, even bringing in people from the southwest where we are, uh, you know, just building, meeting builders, uh, accountants, solicitors that specialise in like creative deals, architects. I got, you know, I was on the phone to an architect today talking about a development project. But again, just for a network meeting. Yeah. Um, you know, he's looking at some floor plans for me and he's seeing what, what, what he can do. And, you know, it's just invaluable, really, just having that, you know, especially when you're starting out, because, you know, we're by no means, you know, experienced. We're, yeah. we're within the first year of our kind of property, you know, journey, if you like. Yeah. So we, we take all the help we can. Um, and I just think, yeah, you surround yourself with positive people and motivated, driven, you know, you're going to go places. Yeah, um, eagles fly with eagles, Lucy. That's that's the <laughs> truth, <laughs> and 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 that's how and that's how it works. Um, do you do you make time to to go to networking events and sort of any sort of networking event that's on, or is it? Will you go to any sort of event, or is it always got to be sort of property property motivated? Yeah. No, I think I think like definitely property networking events. So anyone that's kind of starting out in their property journeys, yeah. definitely get get to your local property events. And there's yeah. you know whether that's a, a pin group, property investors network, or yeah. property development network, uh, progressive property. They're, they're a really big property group in the UK. There's, mm-hmm. there's something for, there's something in every single area for people to tap into. Yeah. Um, but I would just I would say definitely not always focus on the property stuff like mm-hmm. business business networking um, events where you're kind of the only one in property in the room and then all of a sudden you know you become that expert uh, if you know if you're looking for investors you're looking for people to engage with you that have got maybe a bit of money that they want yeah. to invest if you're at a business networking meeting and you're the only one in property in that room and then you've got something to stand up and say um, then it's going to put you in a yeah, much better position. I mean, everyone everyone needs a house to live in um, or somewhere to stay. So sort of like whatever event you go to, someone will be like, oh, what do you do? I'm in property. Oh, well, actually, I'm looking for, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's always... Yeah, totally. Yeah. The, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? There's, there's, always, a, there's always an opportunity. Um, and even if it's not, what I say to people, don't think about the direct opportunity. Think about two or three down the line where, yeah. where it's... You know, just because sometimes the person in front of you isn't the right person, left or right of them, that might be the audience. And sometimes you've got to go um, around the corner to get where you need to be. Um, ah, I completely agree with that. I completely agree. And yeah. I think in, in property as well, sometimes it can seem like quite a slow, slow pace. In, you know trying to wait for things to get done and solicitors to do their thing or yeah. you know, 
the offers that you put to vendors that you're waiting to hear back on and sometimes it can feel quite slow um, and you can feel like you're getting nowhere but yeah just uh, having the having the, the I, don't, I don't know the will to just play the long game do what you've got to do you know uh, no, look, uh, absolutely. I, I, I'm sort of very privileged um, to have made Paul Million as a friend um, after leaving the uh, forces myself. And when I bought my property, um, what I know about property, you could write on a post-it note. Um, I didn't know anything. And all of a sudden, um, my long-term flat that I lived in, the new landlord coming in and said, uh, yeah, thanks for a lot. Things are changing. And you, you and your partner are out. And I was like, oh, well, there's your notice. Um, you've got six months. So we saved a deposit for a house and I was like, Paul, I need to buy a house. And he's like, right, whenever you go and look at one, mate, give us a shout, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like having Paul Million to go with you looking at a house, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like going, it's like going to a network and meeting with Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he was just, he was just like, and he was like, that one, mate. I was like, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take the, it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Um, so as well, um, be be open is what I'm saying is be open to making connections because you don't know 100%. what other networks are going to open up for you um, and yeah. have you encountered any sort of problems or any sort of issues where you've thought oh I don't believe this because predominantly people in the military like things to just happen and it's like <laughs> yeah. okay fella when's it happening <laughs> yeah I, I think that like yeah you've probably hit the nail on the head there I think expectation management from my point of view about <laughs> yeah when, when things are going to get done timelines um which is something that you know i'm 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 learning i'm learning <laughs> to change that set point um and just you know just it's, it's a whole new world that i'm stepping into and mm. it's, it's 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 really easy to get frustrated um but again sometimes you just got to sit back and look at the bigger picture and just yeah. you know you, you, when you're spinning lots and lots of plates and if, if one plate is taking quite a while to spin then you can go and work on some other plates it's fine uh, i've got this image now in my head of, uh, of you and your partner <laughs> in, a, in a room with about a thousand plates just yeah <laughs> i like that spinning plates yeah go and spin a plate no that's um, yeah. that's really that's really good and um one thing i was really impressed with lucy i think your branding is absolutely fantastic um is that have you paid someone to do that or have you just designed it yourself or to, i mean to be honest like all the stuff that we've got at the minute so we've got ride property uh, yeah. which you know we've got uh, facebook pages instagram mm -hmm. pages linkedin uh, and our new business ride lifestyles which ride lifestyles is very much like the customer facing side of the business nice. Ride property there's more like investor facing but yeah in answer to your question we've we've done everything ourselves at the minute the website wow. however it needs it needs work like our you know it was six eight months ago when we created it and you know as we know we we, we the train moves forward and you know things change and we develop and yeah it's certainly something that i'm actually tapping somebody up at the minute to sort our website out right uh, okay you know just just do some you know tweaking of bits and pieces to to push it on a little bit and with the new um with the new generation of home buyers home renters coming up how important do you think it is to have a really solid presence on not just professional media as in linkedin but social media so people can see the fun side of of you know the, the ride property instagram page you know and facebook etc how important do you think that uh -huh. is I think it's invaluable uh, to have that social media presence and it's something that you know I, I, I'm learning all the time it's, it's something that yeah. 
I, you know, I'm actively working on it every single day um, yeah. to be better. And I, you know, I think uh, Tej talks did. You know, hmm. I was fortunate enough to listen to his one of his um, seminars a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, you have to get obsessed with it. Like you have to just be obsessed, and it is hard work, and it does take up all of your day. But that's that's the power that social media can have if you do it right. Um, mm. But it is going to take time. But it's, I think, yeah, in terms of people wanting to come and rent our houses, people wanting to come and rent our rooms and our HMOs, uh, you know, that ride lifestyle uh, image that we're trying to portray, that, you know, community living, yeah. boutique, boutique style, you know, like fun, shared living with our kind of, you know, values associated to it that we can put across on our website and our pages, I think is really, really important. But at the same time, from an investor point of view, people that want to work with you, um, just following your journey, really, like just seeing what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, what you're all about, what makes you tick, um, you know, what you stand for, what your beliefs are. I think that's really, really important. Um, and again, something that we can really put across with social media like on a daily basis, whether that's a live, whether that's a, a story, whether that's, you know, a, a polished corporate brand that mm -hmm. we want to put out there. I think it's, yeah, it's massively powerful, huge. That's, uh, I get a lot of um, military, obviously you are military, so I get a lot of this sort of military ethos coming through, which I think, it is really, really good. Like almost like the core, you know, the core values of of, of, of the military unit. Um, sort of what you say now is, I take it you want sort of people on brands, don't you? Like getting you you you're renting a room or a property, but actually what you're renting is a part of you, isn't it? And you you're yeah. trying to make sure that that couple, family, whatever it is, is is right for you. It isn't just I'll take your money and I don't really care yeah. who you are. Um. Yeah, massively. You know. And, and that, that's something that we try and like pride ourselves with regards to, you know, certainly from the rental side of the business is that, you know, it, it's a, we're a family run business, we're local, you know, if there's issues, we're there to sort it. And, you know, we've got a good team around us. And, you know, we've just got a, a family that, well, I say a family, a group of, of nurses from the Philippines. Actually, oh, nice. They've just, just taken on one of our HMOs in one hit, like every nice. single room, because that kind of culture is that they all want to stay together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we went and we didn't, they didn't have any transport to drive to meet us for the viewing last weekend. So we went and picked them up, me and Steph. I was in the van, Steph was in the car. We went and picked them up. Uh, we took them to a house and, you know, even like, given them, they didn't quite have the budget. So we've given them a massive discount, but they're going to stay there together. And they're going to be there long term. They're going to look after the property. And, you know, we just think it's, you know, it's a win-win situation for, for everybody. Like we don't, we don't need to get every single pound out of everybody. That's not what we're about mm. in terms of the rental side of things. Certainly. I think what you've just said there is, is absolutely invaluable. And what anyone listening to this podcast who's in business or think about going into business, they need to think about the human element before the business element, because what you've done there by going and picking them up is you've put a human element on, on the project and you've already showed to them that you're good people so therefore it's not just like yeah it's not my problem yeah sound see you later yeah. because then they're thinking oh great do you know what i mean and then i think they're more likely to treat treat things with respect if you feel like you've got an attachment to someone or you know i think that's a real great thing what you've done there you you, you know that's what i like to call adding that's adding value isn't it that's yeah. you know making it making it personal for them. Yeah. And like you said, it, it's not what happened this time, but down the line, 
they all go back and say, oh, yeah, uh, Lucy's place, fantastic, brilliant people. And then the NHS yeah. say, well, do you know who we're using from now on? Yeah. Bosh. And, yeah. and, and that's how it goes. People buy from people who they like. That's, you know, that's, that's how it is. You need a good brand and you need a good product. But if you're the worst human being in the world, it, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter what, what you're selling because people will just stay away from you. And, uh, and I think the message that you put out there uh, is, is sometimes is more important than, you know, just give me your money and I, and I, and I don't really care um, yeah. where, where you go or what you do. Um, but don't, don't smash my house up. <laughs> um, sort of, I feel landlords, uh, broad, broad spectrum, there's a lot of programs on the TV which paint landlords in this terrible light. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because obviously we may know Paul and a few of his like mates and that, and we've been on sort of networking events sort of together, and I and I sort of hear these stories and I think, Do you know what? It's not an easy game, is it? Um, no. Is that something that you've had already, or something that you tread out the line? Or have you already come up with like an action plan of how you will deal with this eventually? We're all going to have a bad customer or a bad. Um, moment where it's not going right and things have to get a little bit sort of you know the old Brecon point <laughs> I, I mean to be honest like you know so far we haven't we haven't thankfully had any you know any really bad experiences of, mm-hmm. of, of tenants and we've only actually had really good experiences um, and again I don't know if that's a bit of you know two-way because of how how we run our business and yeah. we try and have that like personable you know element to it which I think mm-hmm. is really important yeah um, but yeah I mean I'm sure that there will be a time when that will come um, and we'll have to deal with it um, but again you know our core values will deal with it you know in an ethical way and that's just how we run things and yeah we're fair we're fair people um you know but i would like to think that we you know we're pretty hot on like who we put in our properties in terms of like due diligence and making sure that we're putting the right people in which i think yeah. is going to save you like hassle down the line um you know and if it takes us a little bit longer to to fill a room or to fill a particular property but we've put the right people in there and even if it's you know like these these nurses recently you yeah. know we we we're, you know we we're not getting anywhere near as much as we could have got for those rooms but we knew straight away that you know, these are a good group of people they want to stay together they're going to look after the property they're going to probably be here long term like it's just it's win-win for everybody and that's um yeah i think in terms of bad tenants i think if you if you put the effort in at the front end hopefully that won't happen however yeah. life life is life and i'm, I'm sure yeah. it will and yeah yeah it's a, I, I hear what you're saying with regard to landlords getting a bad rap and yeah and they you know and it's just unfortunate that you have the odd bad one um it just tars everyone with the same brush um, mm. and i think that's again that's just um that's just life unfortunately that's media and that's life um well, and you just have to make sure that you're not one of the bad ones. Um, yeah, it's that classic saying, isn't it? Um, you know, act in haste, repent at leisure. It, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's true. And you know, good good news doesn't sell papers. Um, so whenever there's a bad news story, landlord does this, blah blah blah. That's you know, that's what they gravitate to, and that and that's the headline. You know, there's Channel Five have never done great landlords that go the extra mile that, yeah. <laughs> that that show's never getting made um and that's you know what that's unfortunate where we are i think as a society because more people need to hear more positive messages than this yeah. constant 
you know what I mean? This constant doom and gloom scenario all the time because um, it, it's just no good sort of uh, moving forward. Uh, we've we sort of touched on your military career a bit, but we'll we'll go into depth now. Um, Royal Navy, how how's it treat you? Where have you been? How many torpedoes have you fired? <laughs> uh, um... I've had quite a varied career, actually. Um, I've done loads of different jobs. Uh, I think I just, just got, kept getting bored and wanted to move on to something else, I think. But, um, right. But, no, I mean, I'm, you know, in the same breath, I think the military gives you the opportunity to do that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I joined it, well, I was 15 when I joined on. Signed wow. on the dotted line, walked through the gates of rally, which is the kind of phase one training uh, establishment for the Navy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, walked through the gates of 16. And then, you know, 19 years later, still going strong. Um, been all over, really. Did, uh, you know, been, been pretty much everywhere. Spent a lot of time in the, in the Gulf. Yeah, imagine. Did a tour of Iraq back in 2004. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just so kind of had that experience, um, which taught me a lot. Taught me a lot about myself. Taught me a lot about, you know, my oppos, my, my shipmates, you know, my friends yeah. around me. That kind of, you know military family that I've absolutely grown to love over the years um, and yeah I've been on ships all over the world like you know runs ashore in terms of you know going out and about in different yeah. ports um, yeah, yeah. Lot, yeah. lots of lots of drinking lots of getting in trouble um, in <laughs> my younger days um, but actually on the flip side you know I joined with no qualifications really I had, a, I had a one or two GCSEs but that was yeah. about it and, you know, since being in the military, it allowed me to, you know, get a first class honours degree, um, wow. which, which, which I did. Um, I, I became a PTI uh, in the Navy. So uh, yeah. you know, I did all that stuff. And then I you know, did rehab and worked at Headley Court for a couple of years and oh, you know, wow. used, to, used to look after, you know, people with traumatic brain injuries and stuff and people right. who had strokes and like really, really rewarding job. Um, and then, yeah, commissioned across, became an officer and, which I got a lot of a uh, lot of stick for, um, coming coming across from the ranks. But you know, it was something that at the time uh, was just the next step really um, in my career, which kind of progressed me on. And and again, I kind of just put that down to the people around me, just giving me that confidence and self belief that you know what's next, Lou. Come on, you, you, you've got this. Um, yeah. you know, anything is possible. So um, yeah, so you know, I've had a really varied career. Um, it's been it's been an awesome one. But it's it kind of gets to the point where you know coming up to almost twenty years, I'm ready for something else. And then and actually, you know, I was a little bit worried about leaving the military because you know you you kind of do become institutionalised. You've got your family around you, your big military family, and mm. you worry that when you leave, you're going to lose that. And but actually, and it probably sounds a bit a bit chad, a bit cliche, but chad. actually, <laughs> Plus actually. Actually, finding like property and then the networking community, like, we've made so many friends. And yeah. that, you know, I, I know it can sound a little bit sickening, but that's you know genuinely true. We have we have found like a whole new like family, which is is really reassuring actually. For when I do actually walk out and leave it, and have my ID card back in, that I've still got that, and it's a nice feeling. Uh, you, you've touched on loads of stuff there, Lucy, and and I think. When someone leaves the military, you lose a you lose a community, and it's important that you replace the community. Otherwise, you end up, and 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 I know a few people like this. You end up that guy down the local bar with your old regimental t-shirt on, telling stories about about the naffy, and when it was a tour, 
and you almost become a parody of the thing that you used to sort of go, oh, I'll Tony's down the bar giving it the big time again. Yeah. And it's very, very important that you are literally replacing your your Navy oppos with your new property oppos and you'll be that yeah. caught up with what's going on. You won't have time to think, oh, yeah, I remember when I was doing this then and I did that then and I used to be able to do a PFT in this time <laughs> and, now, and now I'm a bit of a biffer. Um, but it, <laughs> it's 100% right because without sort of going too into it, when I left, I didn't have nothing to leave into and I read yeah. that transition period was really hard until I found that actually I'm awesome in the outdoors and I need to be doing that. Um, it, it was really hard and uh, finding the veteran-owned community Again, I, I found a new community of oppos, and I think that's very important for people who have been in a um, told when to get up, told when to eat, told when to go to the dentist, told when to finish, told how long you can have off. To all of a sudden, well, just crack your own detail, buddy. Um, yeah. Well, I've never cracked my own detail, so I don't know how to. Um, but you must have seen the Royal Navy change a lot. Um, as as a sailor, as a woman sailor on ship, what's it been like from the day you walked in to how it is now? And is there good and bad in both? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's massively changed, and it's still changing now. Um, I mean, in terms of a woman being in, um, and actually, um, you know, in terms of being a woman that's married to another woman being yeah. in. Like when I first joined, that was that had only been legalised like a year, um, so yeah. that that was still pr- a pretty like touchy subject. Um, when I first joined, um, mm-hmm. whereas you know we've come a long, long way um, yeah. in terms of like equality and diversity and everything now. So that's you know clearly not an issue anymore. Um, and I think even you know, just women in I don't know women in the on ships like you know that was something that. You know, that's been around for 30 odd years now but over the last 20 years I've definitely seen um, the attitude towards women like working alongside men doing everything that men do mm-hmm. uh, you know I mean you've probably seen in the news recently that the first woman passed the para um, yeah. training course which if I'm totally honest I never thought that that would happen not because yeah. I didn't think a woman could do it I just never thought that the institution would allow that to happen mm. um, so I just think that's mega positive going forward um, I mean, I, I actually was due to be go on my all-arms commando course to get my green beret, um, yeah, yeah. Just for, and, that, and I kind of spoofed in, had open shoulder surgery, and that kind of put pay to that. But in terms of kind of pushing the limits of what women have, you know, are all about in the military, then I've definitely been an advocate for that, um, and I've definitely seen a, a change, uh, you know, for the good, for the positive, and it will continue to do so. <laughs> I, I'm all for it, mate, Lucy. Um, as 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 long as the standards don't change, if you yeah, can pass, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't care what yeah. what you what you are, what you say you are. I, honestly, not bothered what you do after after five o'clock finishes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, I know some absolute missiles who who come out with me, women wise, and these they're absolute killers. Um, yeah. Me and my partner, we're training this year for a, a 62 mile fell race, um, nice. and she's going to absolutely monster it. And and <laughs> I feel sorry for a lot of people who are going to underestimate her because she's yeah. she's an absolute killer. Um, and it's great the the, the first female. Uh, I wish I could remember her name, Captain. Uh, yeah, I can't um, remember either. It's on the tip of my tongue, but 
I, I definitely smiled when I saw it it's... on the news flash. It was, and, yeah, and proper how... moment that. Uh, I don't think anyone's passed SB or SES yet, but it won't be too far off. No, no. It, it's, 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 coming. it's coming. It's yeah. it's definitely coming, and I can't see though. I can't see the special forces community saying, "Oh well, we'll, we'll give women an extra five minutes." There'll be none no, of that. It'll be like no. quality they, line. They, that's it. Yeah, this is the this is the line. You either get across or it's a stand up, sit down, fail. Um, and I, and I think it's great. And all you have to do is you have to look at some women, uh, Jasmine Paris, Nikki Spinks, some of these women in these elite running fields um, are absolutely tr- trouncing male athletes um, in, in long-distance ultra events because actually women are really good long-distance runners yeah. because bone density, muscle density, cardio-wise, they're just better. Um and and I see that I, I do a lot of long distance hikes and big muscly guys struggle, really yeah. struggle. Yeah, re- yeah, like struggle. Um, and and it's great. Sort of. Where does the word wren come from? I've always wondered this. Is that is that a term for a female sailor on a ship? Wren is that yeah, right? Yeah. What yeah, what, yeah. what does that is is it something dodgy? I don't know anything about it. Is that what it's always been? Ren. Uh, yeah, Ren. Uh, <laughs> women in... Oh, God, you know what? I can't even remember what it's women, called. Women in... Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, that's really bad. I can't remember that. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I wasn't <laughs> trying to catch you out. I just I just, uh, I just, heard it. I remember um, I remember on Herrick... Uh, oh, Herrick... One of the Herricks I was on, I think it was Herrick 8, we were that short of manpower that two, two Matlows got put with us. And these lads hadn't even, like, really been in the field before. Like, they'd served on ship and stuff, but... To be thrown in the middle of the desert, they were like, "Just like, what's going on?" <laughs> it was class. They were great, great lads, though. Um, what um, what advice would you give to someone who was thinking about joining now? Like, where is the modern navy at? Um, the modern navy. So you know, think so the modern navy. So there's going to be a lot, a lot of trips out to the far east. I would say, yeah, um, with the way that the world's going. Um, yeah. Uh, but in terms of you know the, the yeah the, the navy is definitely kind of uh, pushing the boundaries at the minute, and they are uh, certainly restructuring things and becoming, um, I'd say, more streamlined than what they uh, deliver. Yeah. Uh, certainly, and that, I think that just goes across the board in terms of. Uh, you know, cost, manpower, actually how many ships we've got now, what we're actually sending out across the world. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of skill sets and upskilling people, um, it's certainly something that the Navy are very much kind of focusing on, um, you know, rather than just having like, trades, single trades for each people. Yeah. It's upskilling, upskilling the, the workforce to be able to do lots of different trades. Um so yeah, I would say you know if, if somebody's thinking about joining up now, there's still loads of opportunities to travel the world, um, you know, with your mates, with your oppos, go and hmm. go and see it, go and enjoy it, uh, and, and get some really good qualifications out of it as well. Uh, education is a massive thing, and then military across the board, mm. like opportunities there just to you know I like, I joined with, with barely any qualifications at all really, and, and the yeah. opportunities were there for me to do it pretty much all paid for in work time um so yeah if you want to come in and and you know i don't know t- take advantage of what's on offer um then i'd say the military is still a really really good place yeah. to be 
I think it's a great platform for someone who is looking to springboard themselves into almost better things. Um, it does give you that. It it takes a lot, but it also gives a lot, doesn't it? And I know a few people who sort of say to me, oh, I'm thinking about a job in the army. I'm like, the army's not a job. It, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's a lifestyle, massively, yeah. It, I mean, it's massively. It's it's not just a job, it's your whole life. It's, yeah. not, just a, it's not just an eight till five. Um, <laughs> it's It's everything. Though, though we try to be no, brilliant. Um, thank, thanks for that insight into the into the navy. It's, it's not really no one from sort of where I'm from ever joined the navy. Really, everyone joined the army or the or the marines. Yeah. So I've I've never really had a anyone to talk to apart from when I met Paul and then he talked about um all of his adventures on the navy. Um, but uh, you know it's good it's good stuff. In your in your sort of um property portfolio, who's been your mentors? Have you have you got like a mentoring group or anything like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. So at the minute, um, well, I'd say, uh, yeah, definitely right now and for, and for the foreseeable future, we've got a couple of mentors. I think I touched on earlier on, but yeah. uh, Rich Liddell, uh, Andy Thomas and Paul Smith, who are part of the Blue Oak community. Um, right. So they're, we, they're very much our kind of mentors for the next 12 months. Right. Um, and, and, you know, what they don't know between them is, is, hmm. you know, is, is, is not a lot, really. Um, and, and they've, all, how- they've all got... Sorry, I'm just wondering how you got how you got involved with them. Like, how, did they find you? Did you find them? And you found them in? The, did, did they run this group? Do they are they, are they sort of the head cheesers in the group? Yeah, so, um, I think yeah, they've all. Well, Rich certainly has been around for a long time within like the property training setup, um, and kind of yeah, built his own business with uh, his business partner Paul Smith and Andy Thomas. And yeah, they're just they're just creating a a really good environment for property investors. Whether you're just starting out, whether you're you know you've got multi million pound portfolios, whether you are in that wow. spectrum, um, they're just providing a really good place, a safe place for people to you know shoot ideas with each other, um, you know to to get uh, you know support if they need it, that accountability, um, you know, and that just that knowledge base, which uh, yeah, it's 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 a good group. It's a really really good group. That's I would probably, definitely recommend people yeah. if they're looking to start out in property, join that group. Um, yeah, no. There's a lot of free content on there. There's a lot of really good value to be had. Yeah. You said my favourite word there, accountability. Um, a yeah. word which I feel like is strongly missing in society. Um, I think schools should teach accountability training. <laughs> yeah. Just, just accept everything's your fault. Every win's your win <laughs> and every loss is your loss. <laughs> and the world is a lot, is a lot easier place. And stop trying to... Stop trying to blame others for uh, for things that you know not are not in your control. Um, we're flying through this, Lucy. So what we're going to do is because I like to leave a little bit of time for this because it can be um, thought provoking, um, and I don't want to rush your answers. So we're going to move on to the five watts. Okay. Um, the first one. Uh, what's so can, the I great... stop, can, I, can I stop you there? Yeah. Talk, yeah, you about... can answer the rent question, aren't you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Women's Royal Navy Service. Right, okay. The Women's so... Royal Navy Naval Service. Yeah. Brilliant. Just come back to me. I was irritating me. <laughs> hey, no, sometimes when you're on these I've things... never let that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that, that's fair enough. Um, so we've got that sorted, troops. Sometimes you don't have to give the answer straight away. You got you can think on it and then give it later on. <laughs> Clear loud as an order with pauses. <laughs> Get the acronyms in. Um, so the first one, what's the greatest advice you've been given? 
it'd be great great advice that I've been given. Um, get passionate. Well, get passionate about what you're gonna do. Um, because if if you, I think if you wanna, if you're gonna pick something that you wanna do well in and you wanna build and wanna create, if you're not passionate about it, then you, you might as well, you might as well not even bother. Because mm. I think anything in this world that you wanna, you know, you really wanna push on to the, you know, to the stratosphere. But you need to be passionate. You need to be obsessed about it. You need to be thinking about it, eating it, breathing it, twenty four seven. Um, so, like in property, if it doesn't mm. float your boat and it doesn't get you excited, then I just wouldn't even bother because, like anything, um, it's going to take your world up. Uh, it's going to take everything. And if you're not passionate about it, it just becomes another job. It just mm. becomes another job um, that you don't enjoy doing. And if you don't enjoy doing something, then you're not going to make something a success. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an absolute great point. Um, you've got to live and breathe it. I mean, it's got to become your absolute, you know, it's got to become your DNA. Um, and if you're thinking, well, I'll get in a property and I'll get £600 of rent and, <laughs> oh, and I can buy a Ferrari and I can do this and I can do that and I can go to, you know, do holidays, you, you'll never get there because you won't have the passion to put up with the bullshit that comes along with the yeah. road of it. Um, yeah. and, it, and it'll be over before you know it. Um, now, this is either as a business or as an individual. Um, what's on your bucket list? Ah, oh, it's got to be Everest. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's been a, it's been a, yeah, an absolute bucket list one for me for a long time. I know a guy. A long, long time. It's one of those. It's, it's, it's it would be the absolute ultimate. But it's almost like, I'm. I know, like I've I've been obsessive Everest for a long time, and I, I don't mm. think there's anything that I've not watched on it. <laughs> and the the danger of it, you know, is very very real. And I, I almost sometimes question whether or not I would make the right decision if it came to it, which I think is why I've not kind of actively pursued it yet. Um, Interesting. And yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it that would that would without a doubt be the absolute number one um, yep. to do that. The number one achievement. And yeah, uh, if you know a guy, maybe we should. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, do, yeah I do. I do. I, I, I do. I know someone who, who offers trips out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not here to ditch on people, but when people tell me they're going to base camp, I just think, well, you're going, like, don't go, don't go halfway. Go all yeah, the way. Go, go all the way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we you know we, we we've come we've come to get wet, so let's get soaking. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let let's go let's go all the way in. Um, so uh, this is always an interesting slash hard question. Um, uh, what's been your toughest day? Oh, um, I think it's I'd say recently. Um, I don't know how how far to go into it. Um. So we had a pretty nasty experience actually over Christmas, right. um, which was a lady, we walked into a pub um, and a lady was on the floor. Um, oh, wow. She, basically, she'd had a heart attack and we, me and Steph just so happened to walk in um, just oh. as that happened. Yeah. So uh, started CPR for about 20 minutes while we waited for the air ambulance to turn up. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to go into massive details. Yeah, like, yeah. To be honest, I didn't yeah. have any notes here. I didn't really know what questions were coming, but um, yeah. so I'm just kind of speaking from the heart. But out of respect, I won't go into too much detail. Yeah, yeah. But 
Um, I don't think a lo I don't think much prepares you for like a real real life situation when you pump into someone's mm. chest and their families kind of stood there watching on mm. for twenty minutes. Um, and actually, it really affected me. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was not that long ago. That's why it's come straight into my head. Um, yeah, yeah, that's tough. It, that was that was a real tough one to kind of um, to get over. To be honest. Um, mm. So yeah, it, 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 yeah, my yeah. toughest day, I would say, was probably that day. Um, yeah. Just seeing it's, her life kind of, you know, mm. just drift away like that. And she was not that old, you know. She mm. was, she was late fifties, early sixties. Um, no, it was, it was Christmas. The like yeah. Christmas carols were playing in the background. It was like it's pretty much as, as horrible as it could have got, mm. to be honest. Um, but yeah, I've done. We did a yeah. I did a lot of um, mindset stuff after that to try and kind of cope with it because uh, it did knock me for six. And um, yeah, I think when you're not expecting something like that and you're walking in for your Christmas dinner into a pub yeah. and be confronted with that, it was um, yeah. I would say that's probably definitely my toughest day. Yeah, that look that that that's hard. You you're going out for a meal or an occasion, and your mind is focused on a good time, yeah. and then to be confronted by something like that and they completely throws the switch it's you know it, yeah. yeah I can imagine them yeah. so um, thanks for sharing that with us because that's, that's, that's hard um, fourth one uh, what's been your happiest day? Uh, getting married <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah getting married we, we, we buggered off to, um, to Miami we, uh, like, nice. didn't, we didn't tell anybody <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we went. It was about four years ago now. We just yeah buggered off, got like chartered a yacht, and just went to a little island. And yeah. Just yeah, just got it done. Got on the nice. campaign, and and yeah, just kind of did it the way that we wanted to do it. But I'd say that was definitely my happiest day was getting married. And yeah, absolutely. Brilliant, Miami. What what's Miami like as a place? I've I've. I've Visited briefly, but crazy. Insta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's class. It's really good. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did like, a couple of weeks in Miami. Got married, and then went up to Florida. Nice. Um, like, did a bit of a road trip all the way up, like Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, and all, you know all the spots on the way up. And, oh, yeah, did class. a batch. It was class. It was it was the best time ever. Yeah, and we need to go back there. Actually, we need to do uh, like West Coast. Um, that's next on the agenda. We like traveling a lot. Traveling's good, man. Opens the mind. Uh, opens yeah. opportunity as well, definitely. Yeah. Um, so that'll bring us on nicely, actually. So um, what's next as an individual or as a couple and what's next as a business? Um, I'd say um, as an individual, um, the next chapter in terms of, you know, yes. closing the door on the military career, even yeah. though it's been one that's maybe the person I am today um, and it'll never really leave me. But I think, you know, in in the short to medium term that's that's the next thing for me yeah. um for me and steph is a business it's getting good at what we do um you know it's it's, it's really easy to get that kind of shiny penny syndrome mm. because there's so many because there is so many opportunities out there but i think it's easy to get caught up in looking forward and you know it's important to look at a strategy and where you're going but uh, i think it's easy to miss the tactical stuff like the, mm. the stuff on the ground and actually just getting good at what we do and providing a really good service and and you know providing a service to an investor that wants to invest their you know their cash into our mm. company for us to do you know to, to give them a really good return um 
hassle-free you know that's something that we're we're very much you know passionate about kind of just getting right and, and getting really good at that awesome uh lucy that's fantastic uh we've flown through the time uh personally i just want to thank you very much for coming on the show i think your story and what you've achieved is is amazing and uh, i'm going to follow your journey and, and no doubt our paths will cross in the real world and we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to have a wet and talk about uh all, all things ships and armies and all that sort of good crack <laughs> <laughs> down the line. And uh, where can people find you uh, and how can people get in contact with you? And have you got anything coming up that you want to sort of share? Um, so, I mean, in terms of like the social media profiles, it's our main business page is Ride Property. And um, yeah. so that can be found on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and we've also got Ride Lifestyles as well, which can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I'm Lucy Ingram, so connect with me on any other platforms. I'd love to connect. Um, yeah. LinkedIn as well. Yeah. And, um, and my wife, Steph, business partner, um, best buddy, is, is also on all the platforms as well. So, yeah, just yeah, come and connect. Come and say hi. If we can help with any like property-related problems that you might have, always happy to just have a phone call, have a, you know, have a, have a Skype call. Um, awesome. Just, just to try and help where we can because we know what it was like starting out and it can be quite overwhelming. It can be quite daunting. Um, and if we don't know something, we certainly got a network of legends around us that do. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. it really. That's where we're at. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's been Lucy from Ride Property. Um, one thing that I've took away from this is, and she's right what she says, you've got to love what you do. It's got to be more than a job. You've got to be in it more than just for the pound coins. You've got to be in for the passion. Uh, and that's where the real growth will come from. Uh, so thanks very much to Lucy for uh, giving up a time. Uh, on the next Eagle podcast, we've got a former bootneck who's going to talk about all things coffee and wets and runs ashore and all them good words that a lot of us don't understand, who's got a fantastic company, uh, Green Brewer Coffee Company. I, I drink it when I'm in the hills and it keeps me sorted. It keeps me cracking on. So that's the next Eagle podcast. Uh, Lucy, thanks very much for your time. It's been great chatting to you. Thanks, thanks very much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.